Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I have a returning guest, a very soon returning guest. I have Cosmic Kayla back with me today. Uh, for those of you who didn't check out her episode, uh, which I believe is only two episodes ago, uh, she's been a spiritual life coach since 2009 and she incorporates astrology, quantum physics, and cognitive chakra work into her private practice. And last time we talked about um, cancel culture in the spiritual community. And today we're going to talk about the divine feminine rising and goddess energy and how we both believe that part of it's been hijacked by a darker agenda. Uh, Kayla, <laughs> welcome back. It's been, it's been a minute, right? <laughs> Long time no see. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's so good to have you back here. And, um, you know, when when we finished recording the last podcast, you reached out to me after and like, oh, but we could have talked about this and we could have talked about that. And I'm like, don't worry, I'll have you back on. And um, it just so happens that it works out to be perfect timing, like really soon. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So it's interesting because uh, I think this is a really important topic to talk about. I've talked a lot about the divine feminine, divine masculine energies on my um, channel and the importance of incorporating both and that we all have the divine feminine masculine energies within us. And that when we have fully and truly remembered who we are and come back into our complete connection at the, at the zero point with our God source creator, it is because we've un we've come into union through the masculine and feminine energies within self, you know, waking up, I, I've been awake since my teens, but it's been a progression, right? And I've had um, peaks and, and valleys where like, sometimes I've kind of moved away from my spirituality and then I kind of go into a really deep awakening again. And my last really deep awakening was summer of 2016. And from that point on, I remember really going in deep and like reading anything I could and watching whatever YouTube channels I could. And there was a lot of talk about the divine feminine energy rising and the goddess energy and all of this. And I, I liked it in a sense because I was really learning to reconnect with my own divine feminine energy. And I needed to, cause I was much more in my masculine energy, but then I started to realize no one's talking about the masculine energy. Why isn't anyone talking about the masculine energy? Like, what was it like for you? Well, when they talked about the masculine, it was all toxic masculinity, right? So for me, I was really drawn to the inspired creativity of the divine feminine and that permission to be different and tap into what we want our life experience to be. And the masculine is what takes that inspiration and, you know, puts it into action, which will ultimately manifest our reality. And... I just, I noticed that a lot of the dialogue would um, kind of weigh more heavily on the feminine and 
and disregard the masculine as if it's purely toxic and we should just fully be embodied in the feminine, which I do feel we were out of balance and we were finding balance, but um, a lot of people were really, in, in my perspective, a lot of people were really connecting in that victimized, wounding, what their experience has been. And um, rather than taking action to make a difference, they would identify with the white privilege or, um, you know, just all, um, all of this language just started in like 2016, 2017. We have to decolonize. We have to um, unlearn, like so much deprogramming, which is true, but I almost feel like it was misqualified. It was stripping away our strength, which actually made us even more impressionable, right? And to an agenda, to an ultimate agenda. And so sovereignty is, you know, when we're embodying our masculine or feminine, we're tapping into our truth and taking in the information and seeing what resonates or what's a resonance and what's a dissonance. And when we're out of balance and we're fully focused on our wounding and what's wrong with the world and all of that, rather than taking action into making a difference, then this trauma bond happens and when somebody grows, they're automatically, you know, something's wrong with that person because, well, look at their privilege or look at, you know, like all these labels started to threaten when people would bring in their masculine and grow. Does that make sense? Yeah, interesting. I had a different, um, like, I, I see where you're, I see where you're coming with all of that. And, and, and I agree to a certain point. Um, that, you know, I was definitely very aware of, like, as soon as the toxic masculinity thing came out, I was like, oh boy, like here they are trying to, it, to me, it was an infiltration on the sacredness of the masculine energy, um, and the feminine energy as well. Um, and, and so for me though, it was more of, a it was for me, it wasn't so much a, um, I guess a societal, um, imposition or the kind of a layering on that I was noticing. I was just noticing more within the spiritual community that we just weren't talking about the masculine energy or there, it was just always about the feminine energy. Always, always like, like that's all we talked about. And I feel like that's done a little bit of damage to the community in many ways because it's taken us out of balance. Like we were talking Absolutely. about this pre-show and, um, you know, the only way the, the union literally is the epitome of harmony and balance. And Absolutely. so how are we to bring all of that into balance if we're not talking about the masculine? And it makes me wonder like what sort of, agendas have been infiltrated into the community because you know all communities are infiltrated at some point um whether it's religion uh you know any kind of religion spirituality all of that it's always infiltrated in some way shape or form to take some sort of truth twist it around feed it back out in a different format so that people take it and lose sight of what was actually meant to be there and yeah, well said. For me, one of the things I've noticed over the years of coaching, tell me if you've noticed this, but there seems to be a lack of willingness or knowingness on how to take action from all of the truths 
that one's learned through their spiritual development. Like they know how to meditate, they know how to, to, to connect and they maybe know how to talk to their guides and, and all of that. But how do you take all of that wonderful development that you've, you've used through your feminine energy Mm -hmm. And use your masculine energy to put it out into the world as, um, and, and this is for lack of a better word, a product or an action, mm -hmm. um, something yeah. that is tangible that now is being put to use. Um, mm -hmm. Because here's the thing, wisdom only comes when knowledge and experience marry together. Yes. And so the true wisdom of our journey comes when we're actually taking action as well through the experience. Yeah. 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 And I found that, you know, in the last episode, we talked about how some people in the spiritual community have a hard time with monetizing on their gifts. You know, there's a real stigma around the poverty mindset or whatever. Um, and that ultimately is the masculine energy. It, like you said, it's taking that and creating that experience based on what you've learned and embodied through this spiritual process. And if you, you, I find that using things like white privilege and things like, it, it's just an excuse to hold yourself back, right? And so when we're learning about meditation and we're looking in the mirror and we're sitting with what's uncomfortable, how do we release that? And how do we reconnect with what's true um, without, without giving ourselves permission to take action, right? It's you... I personally have a really hard time when I see people call, let's talk about the patriots. You know, this is infiltrating not only in the spiritual community, this is coming into politics too. And it's like, I had a client one time who had a book. She really wanted to make a difference. She was so identified with her full-time job and how exhausted she was and how passionate she was about this book. And so I helped her create a marketing strategy and then she just put the book out for free. It's so that she can continue to grind at her job because she didn't want to become a patriot. And I'm like, oh, okay. So how are we going to you know, have this paradigm shift that we're all talking about, you know, and how do we actually practice what we preach and step into our purpose and live a life that we love if we are insisting on grinding at a job that's soul sucking so that we don't dare to capitalize on something that's spiritual. Yeah. I mean, that right there is perpetuating the toxic masculinity that you guys want to talk about that's holding you back. You know what I'm saying? So it's just hard to watch when I myself have, you know, hustled through the corporate life to try to make my way to my own full-time business. And it's really hard to see all of the potential that's right in front of people. And they do to, um, you know, you, if you want to call it virtue signaling or whatever, like, oh, well, I wouldn't go there. And I, just so that they can seem like they're living in this type of morality that is really holding them back and keeping them small. 
Yeah, it's um the martyrdom complex. <laughs> yeah. It's and bad. it's it's, it's about and when you're a martyr, you're sacrificing yourself, which means you don't value yourself. Um you don't think you are good enough to be here. Uh however, again, another infiltration on that whole thing is that we've been programmed to believe that a martyr is of the highest regard, you know, and um I mean, and I know I'm going to get a lot of like triggers when I say this, but when we look at Jesus Christ and they say Jesus Christ died for all of our sins and all of that, like, um, that's to me, I don't know. I don't personally believe that's why Jesus was here. And I don't believe that's why God creator sent Jesus here. Um, I believe that, uh, Jesus was here to show us that we could do everything and, and, and more what he could do. And that there was a capability that was available to all of us that we had forgotten. And he was here to show us that way. Um, and it's been really through religion um, taken into a different context that unfortunately puts us all in a position where we feel guilty um, and we feel shame for valuing ourselves in a way where we make money at something that is of a good service to this world. And that's really backwards to me. Mm -hmm. And so we see, we see this a lot in um, religion and spirituality where there's been a lot of infiltration into the texts and and the the teachings and and things have been twisted and, and taken out of context and we're all just trying to figure out the truth, right? Through our own journeys, trying to figure out the truth and connect to what is true to us. Um, but I feel like the fo- with the focus continuing to be on the divine feminine, we're only hurting all of ourselves. I agree. And I would love to see more of the masculine energy being talked about, not from a gender perspective, Okay, although there are some benefits to that, because I feel like the men have been left out, you know, it's almost like the party inside all the women and the men are out in the rain wishing they got to they got an invitation to the party, you know, and um, there is that but more than that, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than gender. It's Mm -hmm. it's that all of us need to encompass that masculine energy in order to be able to live our truth. You can't just know your truth. You have to live your truth. And that comes through the execution and the connection to the sacredness of your own masculine energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you just did a video on the love and light Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. and I think that this is a good place to kind of bring that in. And, um, you know, the danger of spiritual bypassing, it's, well, if it's not positive vibes only, and if it's not feel good, you know, then I don't feel that the spiritual community has really provided the tools for themselves to face triggers within their shadow. And that's where the masculine comes in, right? So think about when you get triggered. I mean, we're all getting triggered daily right now. And so we're getting a real time look at who's able to handle their triggers and who has no idea what to do when they're triggered and how everybody else is to blame. Right. And 
I just feel so bad because those people are, they truly believe they're coming from a good place. And it's just, I just want to say, you know, like, well, let's look within just for five minutes and let's just see, you know, where we can learn, where we can grow. And I just want to take them all because that's power that they have. That's just misqualified because they've been so stuck in this, like, soft love and light feminine and i feel that that's part of the greater agenda is to weaken us so that we don't have that strength and that warrior power to stand up and fight when we know something's not right right so if it's this if it's this narrative that's already you know approved by the mainstream and then here we ask one single question we're automatically labeled. Well, of course you're white. You can say that, or of course you're, you know, an ableist or classic, or it's all of these labels when all of life is about looking within us and seeing what are we learning and how are we growing right now? And if every single person on the planet could have a personal revolution, imagine what the world would look like right? Oh yeah. But there's so much finger pointing and that is a direct result of the imbalanced masculine and feminine. I agree. And <laughs> I just want to say, every time you say the word ableism, I giggle inside because I'm like, what is I know. I know. I have to understand word. the word. And I still don't, don't get it. you love how, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we talked about that in the last episode, Google ableism, the thing. <laughs> but all these, new, all these new terminologies just can't keep up crazy. with them, um, which is part of the, which is part of the plan as well, you know, so that uh, anyway, but back to what we were just talking about and back to what you just said, I want to make it clear that uh, in that video, I talked about how I feel like the spiritual community, part of the light and love, which I think plays a role. I want to, I don't want to say that light and love doesn't exist. And I, and I, I think I made that clear in my video. <laughs> But there's a part of it that's being hijacked and it's being used against us instead of so that we don't become lions and we turn into lambs. And that's also, I want to say, when we talk about, when Kayla and I are talking about the feminine energy, it's not that the feminine energy is weak. Absolutely not. There's so much power behind the feminine energy, especially when you're truly connected to it. That's, that's if you're a man or you're a woman, when you're truly connected to that feminine energy, man, you can use that to explore gifts and intuit, intuitive abilities that go well beyond what most of us have experienced. But there's an aspect of that that's being hijacked of the kindness and the nurturing and the compassionate energies of us to be used against us, to hold us in a place of complacency where we won't stand up for ourselves, that we won't shift into the more masculine energy when it's being called to say, which is an outward action, to speak your truth, okay, or take action. Standing up for yourself is an action. It's masculine. It's outward. That's all of our outward masculine energy. And we have lost a lot of our connection to it. And I have to say, looking at the way the spiritual community has grown, I blame part of that on the lack of, for whatever reason, people wanting to talk about it. And I do seem to see that it's nice. I'm glad to see there are more men creating more platforms in a spiritual nature. It makes me so happy to see the men rising up and giving their perspective because we need to hear all of the perspectives in order to come to a deeper understanding. 
But I still, even like as a woman, I always wanted to understand the masculine energy as well. And I've always wanted to hear more from the men only because we're flooded with the female perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder what your thoughts are about, because this just dropped in. I wonder if codependency is a misqualified feminine energy and narcissism is a misqualified masculine energy. Because if you think about codependency, that is caring so much about what other people think you like completely lose yourself. Right. Cause everything is defined. Oh, 100%. Codependency is a wounded feminine energy. And then if you think of wounded masculine, narcissism is like, yeah. it's all about me. This is my world. Like you just happen to be living in it. Absolutely. Right. And if you're going to think something different than me, then like shame on you. And so that's a misqualified uh, masculine energy. And that, is rampant in our culture. We have literally been programmed to care way more about what other people think than ourselves. And if we care more about ourselves, then we're narcissistic, right? And so we have to reconcile with that. Mm -hmm. Everything's balanced. And it's interesting because within the masculine and feminine energies, just like with anything, there's a polarization where it can go into the wounded versus what I call the wild energies, the sacred, the sacred energies. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when the, the feminine wounded energies are manipulation, um, sensitivity, um, uh, what you just said, codependency, uh, victim mentality, Mm -hmm. and, and men can have this, can put this out. Men can be in their wounded feminine as well. This is not just women. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I, I see it all the time, but then likewise, I can see both. I've seen both women and men in their wounded masculine where they're perpetrators or they're narcissistic mm-hmm. or they're like um, physically abusive or um, emotionally abusive, emotionally abusive, um, you know, like, and so there's, there's all of that. And so we have to, we have to be aware of when we're being taken out of the sacred energies, the wild energies that are very helpful um, and moving into the wounded aspects but also knowing like, where are we taking more? Why are we being taken more into the feminine and not so much the masculine? And um, to question that, why is that? Why is that? Because we have to be questioning so much around us. There's, I feel like I've never trust, not trusted things as much as I do today in 2020. Like, <laughs> you saying, like, skeptical about everything. <laughs> even like the people that I really respect and I follow a lot of their work, Um, I still question things all the time. You just have to, like, I just feel like our discernment um, abilities are constantly needing to be sharpened and expanded. Uh, And that's okay. You're okay. It's a good thing to question things. Healthy skepticism is important. Um, And to also never fall into a trap, what you just talked, like the codependent trap of always relying on someone that you trust to deliver you the right information all the time. If something mm-hmm. doesn't resonate, you have to tune into that and you have to ask yourself why. Um, yeah. And follow and that's that. the easiest tool to lead you to sovereignty is to just tap into that inner resonance system and get to know what doesn't sit right. Like, why doesn't that sit right? And sometimes you don't have an answer and that's okay too. Just recognizing that doesn't sit right. So I'm going to explore something different and just giving that permission. Right. And And it's not that you throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my, I kind of have a rule of thumb and like, this is just my own thing, but as soon as someone starts to dip below 70% of what I'm agreeing with, um, I start to tend to watch less or pay attention to less. Okay. There's um, a lot of information out right now. So that's yeah. probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. 70% is around the time where I start to be like, hmm, do I really want to be putting my energy here right now? I'm not sure. And it's not that I need an echo chamber. That's not it. It's right. just that yeah. I'm very mindful of what's going into my mind, you know, like just like my body and what food I put into it, what drink I put into it. I need to be discerning of the information that's going in. And, um, it doesn't mean that I may not circle back later and, and tune in later or something like that, but that's just, that's just me, you know, no, I'm not suggesting that that's what people need to do by any means. That's just kind of what works for me. Um, but maybe people can tap into where their threshold is, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. see like, where do you want to no longer waste your time? Because our values are where we spend our time, money, and energy. So if, you're not valuing something as much, then just look at how much time, money, and energy you're spending in that area and shift it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some other ways that you've seen this, like that you've noticed from your own personal experience that you felt like the divine feminine energy has been kind of hijacked for more nefarious purposes, or perhaps even just without even anyone really noticing, you know, like kind of like that subtle kind of shakedown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that stands out that really frustrated me in the goddess group, since that's where we started is when I was really seeking to understand the whole white privilege thing, I found that as a white person, if you agree or try to relate with an experience of someone with color, then you are absolutely kicked to the curb like immediately because there's no chance that you can understand or relate. And at the same time, if you ask any questions to seek to understand more so that you can do better, because when we know better, we do better, right? Then you're reprimanded for that as well because it's not their responsibility to educate. And I really struggled with that because I'm like, well, who am I supposed to learn from? Like, what am I, you know, if there's such a trigger here, I am holding a container to listen because clearly there's some energy that needs to be run and some, you know, you need to be heard and all of this. But even that there was struggle within that. And well, you should already know you should. And I just had to remove myself because it didn't, And I saw people really feeding into that. And, and I would go to certain friends pages who were white and all of a sudden feel really bad about being white when I'm looking at their pages and people would message me saying the same thing. Like, why am I feeling bad for my skin color after following, you know, such and such. And this started about three, four years ago. And it is worse. And so I'm bringing it up because it was foreshadowing to where we are today, right? Mm -hmm. So if we were to have spent the last four years learning from each other and growing together, would we be as divided as we are today? So I feel that that was a real agenda. And I can see why you brought that into the, the, the goddess feminine energy, because the feminine energy is the silence, right? It's the void space where the masculine energy is speaking. 
Um, it, it's the outward. So um, that makes sense to me. So what happened was it was taken to an unhealthy place where no one was allowed to talk to it. Or I shouldn't say no one was allowed to talk about it, but it was, <laughs> there was shame for even wanting to talk about it and listen. And, and that's the misqualified masculine, that shame. Yeah. Right. So the mis so the feminine seeks to understand, which is logic, right? That's your mass. Your masculine energy is about the logic. It's, it's the, it's the mind, right? Feminine energy is like the heart feeling. Yeah. 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 And so if we're not able to at least have a conversation about it and it's shut down and it's not allowed and that's never healthy, that, that, that doesn't help anyone. And so that when, so think about when you're shut down, when you try to bring something up and you're shut down, what happens now your shadow has grown, right? Because you subconsciously realize, okay, that part of me isn't acceptable. So now that goes in your shadow and good luck trying to bring that part out confidently, right? So when we have this shadow, it's up to us to go back into our shadow and seek those wounds and see how we can heal from those experiences rather than just pushing them down to perpetuate them happening again, right? Because that's ultimately what will happen if we don't Mm. learn. So um, I find that the feminine is is feeling something's off. And so they're really wanting to open their heart and hold a space, right? And then the wounded masculine isn't allowing for that. So now we fast forward to 2020 and how many people can have an open conversation with different perspectives? We don't have those tools. And so there's a big piece that's been missing in the personal empowerment of stepping into your divine feminine because think of Pele like goddess Pele she is just all of the goddesses are just fierce divine feminine energies but what brings that fierceness that's their balanced masculine that gives them that confidence to show up in that way so that empowerment piece is really lacking yeah so one of the things that um I wanted to kind of touch on while you're talking about that is this is how I understand things from a conscious perspective. Okay. When we talk about our conscious awareness and conscious frequencies, I always like, I, ah, this was probably the best well, some of the best information I ever learned at like 21, 22. And I still fall back on it 20 years later. Um, and I've, I've got a course on it um, in my, in my alchemy Academy on the levels of consciousness. And I, I've got a free video on my YouTube about it too. And, you know, when you understand the level of consciousness of guilt and shame, the two lowest frequencies on the chart of consciousness, shame is 20, it's just above death. Death is the next frequency, okay? So after shame, it's, it's you're gonzo, you're done, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Um, and then guilt is, I believe it's 30. Um, and there is anything that is trying to make us feel shame or feel guilt. I don't care what the virtue signaling is, okay? When you tap into what that frequency is, you have to ask yourself, why am I being made to feel shame? Why am I being put in a lower frequency? 
when you understand how frequencies are used to manipulate the masses and to keep them in a place of what is that deconstructive consciousness you start to understand that those frequencies are not the frequencies of support and love and the betterment of humanity so if something is being used that makes you feel ashamed of yourself or feel guilty for something just remember you're being put into one of the lowest destructive levels of consciousness and you need to ask why what good is this doing to me how is something that's destructive to me helpful to someone else and you mm -hmm. have to get really honest about that and that's mm -hmm. how i use it to really understand how this shit is used against us i love that you described it as levels of consciousness because I don't think I brought this up in our last interview. Um, when I was, I was very confused at first as to why I wasn't resonating with all of these spiritual people. Like I've been in the spiritual community for over a decade and all of a sudden I am not seeing eye to eye. And I really struggled and I was in my head a lot about it so much so that I got a tumor in the back of my head. It's now removed, but that's how much in my head I was seeking to understand where this disconnect is happening. And I will never forget one night I was taking a bath, which is where I go into deepest meditation. And I was told so, I have chills just thinking about it. I was told so clearly, you're at a different level of consciousness. And I remember not accepting it at first because it felt very hierarchical and I don't really buy into that better than whatever. But I sat with it. I, I shelved it and I sat with it. And I realized over time, the levels of consciousness are, you know, 3D consciousness is right here, right now. Let's look at everything that's playing out and identify with that. And then 4D consciousness is more the intentions and the agendas and, you know, more than meets the eye. And then fifth dimensional consciousness is wholeness. And, and I would love to hear, you know, your perspectives here, but I see fifth dimensional consciousness as the pure wholeness of our higher selves in connecting with our sovereignty. And, you know, so when we bring our higher self down into our fourth dimensional intentions and, and we align with what we can bring to this earth, that's when we can embody it in the third dimension. And so if we are so stuck on the roles and the wounds and the labels and um, all of that of the third dimension, it's blocking us from seeing, you know, from piercing that veil and really seeing what's behind it. What are your thoughts there? Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I totally I understand about the um, the difficulty with like the hierarchy system. <laughs> it's like it's a very egotistical approach. Um, the ego wants to to have everything in, in a certain level and order. And, and I totally get that. Um, it's just a frequency. Okay, so we can say right, the right. frequencies of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not I was just saying that was my first initial. Yeah, thought, I think I was able to understand what you're meaning. So I'm loving yeah, that and, and here's most people who are in 3D and, and really of that awareness and believe that time is linear and all that need that to understand things first at that level, you know, like they're going to need that. But if you want to kind of remove the levels part of it, um, and again, that's in a way it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you don't see, um, 
if you don't kind of look at it as a hierarchy, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a hierarchy. I see it as I don't a kind of experience, yes. right? So yes, okay, I'm experiencing guilt and guilt is at the frequency of say yep. 30. Okay. So I'm, I'm yep. in, a, in, a, in a, I'm experiencing a frequency of 30 right now um, for whatever reason. And there are lessons to be learned in all of these different frequencies. Right. So I don't want to say one's bad, but at the same time, it is destructive to self. And yeah. it's, we're living in a dual world, a dual polarity world. So um, we're here to learn the lessons of that. So you can't ignore it and pretend it's not there. Um, mm -hmm. But I also like, let's talk about this because you brought you when you brought it up, it made me think of it. The idea of being in fifth dimensional consciousness, you know, and aligning that higher self. Like, again, I've talked about this before, um, that ascension to me is much more of a descension process of the higher self descending into body as opposed to us because i just feel like ascending just means like i'm out of here you know so, that's easy. this kind of <laughs> yeah stigma to it um and also like the ace again the ascending can feel like oh i'm getting better and better higher and higher and you know, whatever but it's to me it's about unifying okay and so if we're unifying it's the higher self coming into body form so if higher self is kind of representative of 5d okay in some ways we'll just use for lack of a better like example we'll just kind of say it right there right now as that do you believe because i know this is something that's put out there in the spiritual community i read about it and i freaking believed it for a while and i totally bought into it um that there's no fighting there's no war when you're in 5d i believe well i don't know how so it because i believe that it goes beyond fifth dimensional right oh, yeah. so we aren't we aren't at pure consciousness yet so if we're still different strands of consciousness and we're still having our own experience microcosm of the macrocosm then it doesn't make sense to me that it would all be just one same frequency so as far as you know war or fighting or whatever i don't know how aggressive it is I, I love that you're asking this because I haven't even contemplated it, but I can definitely see diversity for sure. What yeah. So this is, I'm going to share this. I don't know if I've ever shared this before on my channel or on the podcast. So I have a friend who is half ET <laughs> and um, actually probably more ET than human. And, um, and bless him. He's, he's got two reptilian bodyguards and uh, him and I have hung out a couple of times. Um, not recently, not in the last probably year and a half or two years. Um, but when I was kind of going through like the first two years of this awakening, I was, I would hang out with him a couple times and he told me that he, you know, he would be going into battle when a lot of times he'd go to sleep and his consciousness would leave his body and, um, he would be taken onto, um, ships. He was a pilot and for lack of a better word and he'd be used to go and to kill other beings and i was like whoa, 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 whoa what do you mean you're killing other beings like that doesn't happen in the higher dimensions like that's not what that that's not love light and love you know and okay. and i i was totally it was really hard for me to to, to even like, hear it i'm like 
that doesn't make sense to me. That's not what I've been learning through everything. Like, you know, you hear about the angelic realm and all of this kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, but I want, I'm, I am of like, if something comes in that it's, it's triggering me and I don't understand it and it doesn't make sense, there's something there to be learned. Like maybe I'm not seeing something, right? And so through my own understanding of talking to other friends of mine who I have another friend who's pretty much like a mentor to me. He's very, very, very psychic, uh, remote views, um, has had access to very high level government stuff and friends like this stuff that I am told blows my mind and I can't talk about a lot of it on this show. Um, but he also has, you know, he's told me I had to, I had these reptilians that were really bothering me, you know, co- constantly causing problems in my life. And so finally, like I traveled, you know, consciously went to the reptilians planet home and killed him in front of his family. And I'm oh like, my God, oh. that's bad. You know, and, and the, the, the part of me that's just like all light and love, you know, um, yeah. like, oh my gosh, you know, like, but at the same time, I see now how we've been programmed. And I know that this is going to be very difficult for people to hear on this channel. And I'm sure there are people who get it, but, and, and, and for people that don't and really don't like resonate with this, please don't take it on. Like, don't, like, it's not, yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm okay with this. This This is what I've understood through my own under, like really trying to look at things and understand things. And the way I saw it is I understood. I'm like, if you don't stand up for yourself, you are prey every single time. And part of the problem that's been infiltrated through this, the community, spiritual community, especially since that word we're talking about and that it's the focus on the divine feminine is not recognizing there may be a time where you're going to have to pick up your sword and use it in a way that may be uncomfortable for you, but it's a matter of life or death. And will you do that? Will you defend yourself or, or do you not believe that you're worth defending? that you don't have more work still to do on this planet, more good to bring. And if someone were to take your life, you know, like at this point we're kind of taught that you don't stand up for yourself when you, you just, the only way to fight evil is just through like heart vibrations or something, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say, have it all figured out. Cause I don't, but I'm playing yeah. with these ideas and I'm trying to understand them more. And I'm trying to like, really understand where has the indoctrination been and where is the truth and i'm just trying to find the truth and so i have to ask these questions and i have to look at them in different ways and i've looked at them before and the way that i was looking at it was from that light and love only if i i can meditate it away kind of you know? spiritual bypassing yeah you know? yeah and it's making us weaker and i hosted a um, live summit a few years ago called cosmic immersion, the galactic path to sovereignty. And every single person that I interviewed during that course, I asked them how they tapped into their ET guides. Cause it was all galactic. Every single one of them said the more grounded they became, the clearer their connection became because a lot of us, you know, when we meditate, when we, you know, empower our chakras, but we, it's so easy for us to dissociate. 
And really the way that we can communicate and connect with these other beings is when we're in this body, because they're there and they want to communicate with us here so we can be the ambassadors in this body, right? That being said, one person I interviewed, she talked a lot about as above, so below. So you look at all of the war that's happening here, the psychological warfare, the information warfare, all of the division between the spiritual beings, warfare, spiritual warfare. If it, I don't know enough to be preaching about it, but there are galactic wars to my understanding. Um, the Syrian wars, Orion wars, Lyran wars, you know, all of those wars that we are vibrationally picking up. On. I mean, how can we not pick up mm -hmm. on that? And if time and space is a spiral, you know, going back to the frequency, not being hierarchical, it's a spiral. Yeah. So we're going to spiral through all different frequencies. And I have also um, come to realize that when we're channeling and you're taught to channel and you're taught or you're, um, inspired to go to a channeler, you need to be crystal clear on who you're channeling and who they're channeling. Because there are a lot of beings that we can't see that can come into our consciousness that we don't even realize if we haven't built up that sovereign strength, mm -hmm. right? To know who we are. And, and I love and that you called it sovereign strength. Because, you know, this has actually come up in some of my sessions with people and I've been helping them understand that, you know, it's not about protecting yourself from other entities and all of that, mm -hmm. although it can be, but if you constantly go in with that mindset, then you're always putting out that you're being attacked and you don't want Fear. to be in yep. that vibration, yep. right? So that yep. you called it sovereign strength. What I say is just focus on making your energy stronger Yes. And, and, and bigger. They can't fuck with you. If yeah. you're so strong, you're not at a frequency they can fuck with. But if you're like shielding in a bubble and prepping for war against your soul, then you are primed for the taking. You know it's like, I mean? it's so, like any, um, women's self-defense court class, you know, from what I've heard is that, you know, they always teach you if you're walking down a street, walk, with confidence, with purpose, with your head held high, so that you could, because perpetrators look for someone who's easy prey. And if you look like you're someone who's gonna fight back, they're not gonna bother you. So absolutely, it's important to know that I'm, I'm not for war, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I hope that that's not what's coming across to my audience. Not I'm not advocating for war by any means, but, when push comes to shove, if someone's coming at me, you better know I'm coming for you. Because mm -hmm. if it's a difference between me or you, I'm going to choose me. <laughs> it's just Absolutely. And it's, I have a friend who is a very high vibes only person and she's a business owner and she's very strong and um, she has a really hard time confronting people. And I told her one time, I said, look, if you ever have anything to say to me, like I give you permission right now to say it to my face. I don't want you to ever feel like you can't confront me because I'm a straight shooter and I expect that back. Right. And she was like, you know, the one thing about you, and I was like, oh, what's she going to say? And she goes, and we did some work together. And she goes, you always have your own back. And I'm like, how is that an insult? Like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and 
it was very interesting that she struggled with that piece of me because um, I love this person to death and she also surrounds herself with yes people, right? Yeah. So if you're someone who's willing to say no, you're not the first person that she chooses to have in her life. And I'm someone who will say no, if it's not a resonance or, you know, I have healthy boundaries. And so it was just interesting. And I'll never forget that coming up as the one thing that bothered her about me. And if I was in a more insecure place in my life, I would have really spun out on that. But because I worked so hard to get to that place, I'm like, well, thank you, you know, and it did turn out that I had to have my own back with her. So, you know, but it's, um, it's very, very important important to like you said build that I have a sword tattoo right there <laughs> sword of light because you know we and I'm not super religious or anything but I know um in the bible they talk about you come with a sword of strength and that is to you know defend what you know is right and not be vulnerable prey because let's face it at the end of the day, we all want to be stronger. And it's not selfish to want to be stronger. It's actually inspiring to want to be stronger because you seeking out your own sovereign strength, you're going to inspire the next person, whether they know what they're inspired by or not, they're going to see something in you that they recognize and they're drawn to. And guess what? It's the strength within them that is calling them forth. Mm -hmm. Right? So we're all being called in this spiritual war that we're all experiencing to tap into what's true for us. And, and, going back to when we're feeling shame or when we're feeling guilt, where is that coming from? Is that coming from you or is it coming from something outside of you that's trying to influence your experience and having that discernment and that awareness is going to shift your timeline, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Your awareness can absolutely shift your timeline. And then if you were to take action from that, you shift it even further. And so, yeah, so I, it's interesting. This has been a really good conversation. I really enjoyed this because I, I really believe, and I'm curious for anyone who's in the audience, you know, like who's watching this on us on YouTube with us right now too. Um, or anyone who just wants to leave comments below the video, uh, or even write, write me in, you know, I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, but it's always felt to me like has the, emphasis been on the divine feminine energy more than it should have been okay in a sense of being able to find balance and a total like disregard for the masculine energy to what we're kind of seeing in our world of like the feminist movement and mas- masculine toxic to- masculine toxicity <laughs> I can't even toxic say masculinity. Mas- toxic masculinity. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whatever it is. I know, totally get it. <laughs> is that, is that a byproduct of that whole, like, um, and when I talk about the feminist movement, I mean like third wave feminist movement. I don't mean like the, the original roots of it, of where it was, right. you know, yeah, like 
of, of where it was in its purest form. I'm talking about when CIA hijacked it, you know, and, and, and all of that and where it's been now, where it's just become about man hating. And yeah. then of course the toxic max masculinity has the emphasis on the divine feminine energy and the goddess energy in our community over emphasis and lack of emphasis on the masculine, a result of that? Has that been an infiltration of that energy in our community? Like that's what I'm curious to know if anyone, what their thoughts are on that in, in the comments, because that's how I've been kind of perceiving it. Um, and it doesn't just do the men harm. It does all of us harm because I would love to see more people who have really connected with that with their, their feminine energy and gained a lot of knowledge has connected and started to do a lot of the healing, you know, the healing work and the nurturing and, and everything that you've had to do, whether it's working with your inner child or going into past lives or going into just previous parts of your life to collect all the fractal parts of you and bring them more back into union. How do you then take all of that and put it into action in a way that serves this world because we're really being called to that right now. There is such a huge call to action mm -hmm. at this time and action is our masculine energy. Yeah, there really is. Yes. And something that's coming through that I want to say before we sign off is, um, how rampant the need for dismantling the patriarchy has been within the goddess spiritual community. And um, I wonder if that has been part of the leading into socialism. It, because if you think about their, in my experience, they've been really pissed off about capitalism, right? Like that's the patriarchy is this like this yeah, evil it's, it's, capitalism. It's right? so misunderstood. Like it's you know, so misunderstood. What people don't realize um, is what, when they think they hate capitalism, they're what they're really hating is corporatism. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So anybody who I told this 19 year old, I'm like, well, you told me that you want to be an astrologer. And she's like, well, yeah, I'm like, well, that's capitalizing on your gifts. So that's capital. It doesn't have to be evil. Right. And so I wonder how much of that dismantling the patriarchy has fed into the anti, uh, you know, what you said, anti-corporate, but um, we're losing the middle class as we speak. We're watching it dissolve. Oh my God. Because yeah. we would be the middle class if we had the strength and the confidence to step into creating our own monetized reality, right? Instead of grinding for a job that we don't love. And so I don't know. I think that there's something to that ideology that has infiltrated and kind of added to. Yeah. And I now. think. I think it's important to note too that why do we have to dismantle the patriarchy or the matriarchy? Why can't they work in union together? Like I'm, I, I'm sure there are strengths to the patriarchy as well as there are to the matriarchy, you know, mm -hmm. and what if we were to utilize all of the wonderful aspects of that, you know, together. And um, I, I don't believe that we should be dismantling either. Um, Absolutely. And think about the power of the moms who are waking up to the child trafficking, the moms who have vaccine injured children, 
that is power in the feminine, right? And that's, those are females who are allowing for their masculinity to come through and marry their passion, right? Yeah. So, oh, I just got there is a lot of power in the feminine, but we have to embody our masculine. And Mm -hmm. it's not gender. It's it's all energetic. Yeah, it it is all energetic and it's so important. And, um, and I just, you know, that is why it's kind of, I don't want to say it's sad to see, um, because I get that it's part of our journey. You know, this is part of the journey. This is what we all signed up for. Um, I guess it's a little disheartening when, like, for instance, when I'm working with people or I even just people in the audience and they're stuck and they don't know where their purpose is or they don't know what to do and, and, or they're not sure how to take action. And I see so much potential there, so much potential in each of these people of what they're capable of, but they're so scared to activate the masculine energy. And oh my gosh, I just think about how incredibly further along we would be. And that's okay. That's not where we are right now. This is the timeline we're all in. It's, it, it, I'm not judging it, but just in, when you kind of like get this vision of understanding where things could be, if we were all able to start moving through the fear, through taking action of the masculine energy. And, and I've, and I posted this on my, um, my alchemy group, cause I saw it um, above duality posted it on their Instagram and I hijacked it and put it in my alchemy group, but it was a roomy quote. And it's like, you know, it's, it's basically, um, when you're on, when you're, when you're, when you finally get on the path, the path reveals itself to you. Like the way is shown to you. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not until you actually start taking action. And this is where I feel like, um, there's a big disservice being done in a sense of what people understand that you're not going to find your purpose in meditation. You're just not, you may get glimpses of it. You may get an understanding of what it might be, or at least some ideas, but until you start taking action, until you start using your masculine energy to start taking action, it's not going to become clear because what is masculine energy? Clarity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you want to go to the chakras that we talked about in the last episode, that second chakra is that feminine creativity. And that third chakra is that confidence. So Mm -hmm. there's the feminine and masculine right there. And so if you're rooted and you feel safe in life, you're more likely to have that feminine creativity, you know, come to life and not necessarily compare with anybody else because it just is. And then your confidence aligns with that. And then your heart sets boundaries around it. And then you have the confidence to speak to it and follow through with what you see in meditation. So meditation is going to give you that feeling. It's going to give you those ideas, but it's up to you to take action and believe in yourself. And that circles back to shadow work. So if at any point in your life, you have felt that it was unacceptable, inappropriate, you know, shunned, whatever. It's up to you to reconcile that, you know, situation or heal that inner wound or whatever. And, you know, hit up a coach or call Nicole or somebody to help you really navigate those spaces that you feel so vulnerable in so that you can find wholeness again, because that wholeness will allow for your masculine to feel safe and taking action. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Very well said. Very well said. And I think that's the whole thing is like, you, you really hit it on the nail there when you said, 
you know, you may see what you need to do in your meditations, but until you actually do it, <laughs> like you're, you're it's gonna not going to happen. Yeah. You've <laughs> got to be the one to put it into action. You know, that's why you're yeah. an avatar. nobody's going to come around and save you, you know, yeah. and that's a lesson that a lot of us are having to really learn is we are here to save ourselves. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've been there. I've, I, I don't want to pretend like I haven't been in that part of the journey. I've been there where I thought, well, maybe it'll just happen, you know, mm -hmm. or it's not happening for a reason right now. It's not the right time. Divine timing was, will, will, will make it happen. And it's just like, Ooh, another spiritual lies there that, you know, like not that there isn't divine timing and all of that kind of stuff, but don't use as an excuse as to why you're not having your life turn out the way it is. It's because you're not taking action or a marketing plan. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people are like, well, clients who are meant to be mine will come to me. How yeah. do they know about you? Like, <laughs> how do they know that you're the one for them? Well, the universe will send them to me. And I there, mean, there is a level, there is a level of truth to that. I don't want to deny because it's, it's definitely happened, but it doesn't happen on its own. It happens in You have to put yourself out there yes. for it to magnetize. You have to take action for it to magnetize. I mean, that's a lot of attraction, yeah. but what are you attracting and from where? <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so the, basically through your action, you're basically saying to yourself, I believe in me. I believe yeah. in me and I'm going to do it. And so the universe is like, Oh, someone believes in themselves. Let's back them up a little bit. You know, I mean, I, would you agree that pretty much each of us are learning how to embody our self-worth in this life? Oh. Do you know of a single person that is not having to really accept and understand their personal self-worth? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the secret ingredient because when we know we're worthy and we stop making excuses for why we're not worthy, we might actually experience everything we ever dreamed of, you know, and like you, I've definitely seen peaks and valleys of this journey myself. So that's why I think we can speak to it is because we have been there. Yeah. And we can yeah. recognize it. And when I wasn't taking action, it's just because I was scared. Exactly. A hundred percent. I was scared of failing. I was scared of being judged. I was scared of, like of success. I was scared. Like, yeah. you know, it's just fear of the pressure of so many people depending on you. For me, that's one of the fears is like, I've, I've had the overwhelming DMs and I've had the, you know, and, and so success is scary sometimes, you know, so look at all of the fears and sometimes they're not irrational. Sometimes you're afraid of the very thing that you want, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, tell my audience again um, where they can reach you and find out more information about you. Yeah, so if you go to cosmickayla.com, K-O-Z-M-I-C-K-A-E-L-A.com, I'm sure you'll put it in the um, notes, that will show you all of the services on how we can work together and I can support you on your on embodying your sovereign strength. <laughs> and then uh, inspiringsovereignty.com will just send you to everything. It's kind of a hold me over website. So it'll send you to my YouTube, my Twitter, my Instagram, and um, my YouTube has 
has a free course. It's less than 60 minutes from start to finish, and it's going to take you through each chakra, just helping you explore and ask critical questions as to where you might be holding yourself back or you know, where you might be still hanging out in that shadow or just really validate where you are truly empowered and just kind of re pat you on the back and give you props for all the work that you've been doing on this journey. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I'm definitely going to leave all of those um, links in the description and thank you so much, uh, Kayla, for coming back on the show. So great to be with you again. Yeah. I think it's, you know, Sometimes you got to have these topics that are a little bit uncomfortable and a little hard to hear. And again, trust me, I know I said some things that probably a lot of people are going to be like, Ooh, Nicole might be losing it. <laughs> no. and, and that's okay. I'm okay with that because I'm just speaking on my own journey of what I'm trying to understand and all of that. And that's what, what, that's what this whole process is about, you know? Well, you're leading by demonstration that we can each have a different perspective and we can hold space for each other and it can all be real at once, right? Yeah. Just because something's true for you doesn't mean that it threatens what might be true for me. Yeah. So if we can walk away with that understanding, then we're far along. <laughs> we are, we are. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to the audience for being here again. We will be with you again uh, back next week. All right, guys, have a wonderful night and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.